Devon Review with Brad Hardware. Welcome along to our look back on some alternative stories from the past week. I'm Brad Hardware and here's what's coming up. We'll be speaking to the joint CEO of the YMCA in Exeter. They've started a project to turn an abandoned warehouse into an apartment complex in the city to help young people find accommodation. We also caught up with Katie Corkwell, who spoke to us about what it's like being a professional storyteller and told us what to look out for ahead of her opening the Dream Festival, an arts festival taking place in Exeter. And finally, we spoke to Ali Ransom, programmer at Seaton Gateway Theatre, to talk about a fundraiser called Seaton's Got Talent, an annual event which welcomes anyone to audition and take part. Devon Review with Brad Hardware. An abandoned warehouse in Exeter is being turned into an apartment complex. The YMCA started the project in hopes to help young people who've left supported accommodation to find affordable housing. The building will consist of 26 studio flats and will cost as little as £140 per week. Joe Jenner caught up with Gareth Sawsby, joint CEO of the YMCA Exeter, to find out more. Can I ask you how the project got started? So we've supported young people in housing for about 32 years now and working with all the other housing providers around the city for supported accommodation. We saw that there was just a real need for affordable move on accommodation for those in supported housing. We've got lots of our young people. The only option for them is to go into private rented. But in order to do that, you need a deposit and you need rent up front. That doesn't fit in with people from a lower social economic background. So we wanted to tackle that issue. We also knew from the city council that there was nearly 2,000 people waiting for one bed accommodation in the city, um, but it just wasn't being built. So we set out to try and tackle those two issues. And just by chance, we stumbled across the property. It was an empty warehouse and we had a look at it and thought, we could probably do something with this warehouse. And the rest is history. Could I ask where the abandoned building is located? So it's just off Sidwell Street. So for those that know the St. Sidwell's Community Centre, it's right next door. Our main entrance is right by the Community Centre's door as well. And there's also an entrance from Ackland Road, which is parallel to Sidwell Street. So right in the city centre. So how could finding a cheap apartment like this help someone's mental health? This isn't a problem that just faces people from disadvantaged backgrounds. This is facing all young people. And we know house prices are booming. And it's actually, it's really important to have a place you call home. It's one of those things that is really important to us to know that we've got our own space that we can feel safe in, that can be our sanctuary. And also somewhere that is of quality as well. Like there's nothing worse than a, like you say, a small room. We know many private landlords have struggled to keep their properties up to good scratch. There's issues with damp and etc etc and we just feel that giving a young person a property that is brand new built that there's been no expense spared we've really gone for high-end stuff we've not just scraped by that's fully kitted out with the furniture they need which is all brand new just shows a little bit of value to them just gives them a little bit of self-worth this property particularly is for those that are coming out of supported accommodation but we just see a massive need for all young people locally and we want to see what we can do about that in the future with further projects as well So when will the apartments be available? The build will finish in the first two weeks of March. And then we've got a little period of kind of snagging. We've benefited from local businesses giving us grants to buy the furniture, but we've got to get in and build all that furniture as well. So we're looking at end of May, beginning of June for the first young people to move in. And that'll be over a phased period of time. So they won't all be thrown in at once. How would people be able to apply for these apartments? So the route is you have to be currently within supported housing. So there's many supported housing providers across the city um, and have to fit into our age category of below 35 currently. So we have employed a new worker who is going out to all of those supported housing provisions, so down to the foyer and working with our own young people as well to get people ready for that. 
if you feel like you fit the criteria, then the best thing to do would be to send us an email to our office at ymcxeter.org.uk and our customer service team will be able to help you out with that. That's Gareth Sorsby, Joint CEO of the YMCA in Exeter, talking to Radio X's Joe Jenner. Now, you've probably heard of being a story writer, but who would have thought you can be a professional storyteller? Radio X's Mitty James caught up with Katie Corkwell, who told us what it's like being a storyteller and her involvement in the Signet Dream Festival, which takes place this summer. Can you tell me exactly what does a professional storyteller do? A storyteller can mean a lot of different things to different people, but um, what I do is I take myths, legends, folk tales, stories that have been around for hundreds, thousands of years, and I work them into contemporary performances. So it's kind of spoken word, it's um, improvised performance with whoever my audience happens to be. So I do a lot of work in schools and museums, but I also create performances for adult audiences that go into theatres, storytelling clubs, festivals. One of the lovely things about my job is it just takes me into so many different places. Can you tell me a little bit about your involvement with Signet's Dream Festival? So uh, I've been running Artemis Storytelling in the Exeter area for nearly seven years. And a few years ago, I started a partnership with Signet Theatre to bring some of the best UK performance storytelling to the Signet, which is a a brilliant venue for it. Uh, So I've been involved with them for a few years. So when this Dream Festival idea came up of a citywide community arts festival to celebrate the Signet's 40th birthday, I was very keen for storytelling to be a part of that. Uh, So we've got various events planned. We're going to launch the festival with um, a brilliant storytelling and music performance of the the Indian mythological epic, the Ramayana. Uh, But I'm also going to be running workshops for people to take part to learn how to tell stories. And that's going to culminate in what I call a story blaze at St Nicholas Priory on the 30th of June. So that'll be people who have perhaps never told a story before with a chance to to, to share what they've been doing with a with a public audience. Uh, we've got plans for other workshops and events at the Royal Albert Memorial Museum, Roman Tales uh, on the 17th of June. And of course, there's a whole lot more going on as part of Dream Festival. Can you tell me how people get involved with these adult storytelling workshops? Yes, so uh, the information uh, will certainly be on the festival website, but it's also on the Artemis Storytelling website. So that's artemis-storytelling.co.uk. That's got the details of the performances uh, and it will have the details of the workshops. um, But there's some general information on there at the moment. So what made you decide to become a storyteller? Oh, well, that goes way back to when I was in my teens, when I was about 13, I got taken to see a professional storytelling performance and I was just completely captivated. And from then on, I just sought out as much storytelling as I could uh, as I could get to hear. Uh, and then when I was at university, I started experimenting myself and learning from other more experienced storytellers. It's a wonderful community of people doing it in this country. And I've had many generous teachers along the way. What's it been like being a storyteller in the pandemic? 
Well, yes, everything has changed and I have so missed being able to tell stories to an audience that is breathing the same air as me. And it's been a complete joy over the last few months to go back into theatres, back into schools and and be able to do storytelling in person. But myself and many other storytellers uh, did also try to move online and I set up a course to teach storytelling online called Storytelling in the Classroom, particularly targeted at teachers. I also did some live online storytelling, both for children and adult audiences. And yeah, there have been ways to keep it going. And uh, many of us have become far more familiar with Zoom and how you might do a performance that way than, than we ever were before. Is there anything you can give us a little taster of yet or is it all off limits? Well, the next event coming up actually is on the 30th of March, which is going to be a fundraising event for the Dream Festival, the storytelling element. So I'm going to be reviving a show that I toured in 2015 called The Kingdom of the Heart. And uh, John Lewis are going to be hosting the event. Tickets available via our Kickstarter crowdfunding campaign. And I just think this story really chimes with Dream Festival's aspirations. It follows the, the adventures of a fisherman, a young king, a serpent queen, all of them searching for something beyond the everyday, guided by their instinct and their heart and their dreams. That's Katie Corkwell talking to Mitty James. And finally this week, Lauren Armstrong caught up with Ali Ransom, the programmer at the Gateway Theatre in Seaton, to talk about her involvement with Seaton's Got Talent, a fundraising talent show which wants people of all walks of life to audition. So for anyone who hasn't heard of Seaton's Got Talent, could you briefly describe to the listeners what it's about? Well, it's a fundraising event for the theatre. We want to invite people from the community, not just in Seaton, so around East Devon, to come and audition like Britain's Got Talent. So there'll be an, an audition daytime and then those who get selected will go through to a semi-final and then a final. Ah, I see. So yes, like you say, it's very much like Britain's Got Talent and it's got yes. several rounds. How, how many rounds are there in the talent show? Well, it'll be the three. So we'll have, depending how many people obviously apply, we're planning to have a day of auditions. So when they apply, they'll be given a time slot for Saturday the 7th of May. And then if they get through that round, they'll go to the semi-final. And then if they get through from the semi-final, they're in the final. So it's just three rounds. How long has Seaton's Got Talent been running for now? We haven't done it here. Um, I think they have done it in the past. But as far as I'm aware, it's not been done recently. Uh, OK, I did find an article online which said uh, 2016, I think, ah, was a year yes. that it was yes, running Yes, that's for. before my time. But yes, I, I think they have done it before. But we thought... It's a great way to, now we've reopened after COVID, to say we're here and to get some of the local talent in for competitions for some fun and also to raise some much needed funds for the theatre. We've all been so restricted the last you know, several years, so this is a great opportunity to get the community back together. What acts are you hoping to see this year? Well, we're hoping to have um, a lot of variety, like on very much like Britain's Got Talent. So we're hoping for some singers, for dancers, comedy, for some magicians, anything really, just hopefully lots of different things. How much are you hoping to raise for the Gateway Theatre this year? For this event, hopefully a few thousand, it just depends. And we go, we do, we are going to charge an entry fee of £10 um, and then there will be tickets that people 
can buy to come and watch. So that's obviously where we will raise some funds. Um, if we get a lot of interest and then we get a good audience supporting the acts, then we could make maybe a couple of thousand. It's difficult to know at the moment, but that would be fantastic if we could do that. Are there any other acts which are pulling in interest? But we've got we've got the Detroit Soul Collective coming on the 19th of March and they are a fantastic soul, Motown and funk band and they look really good. We've also got Paddleboat Theatre Company who are a children's theatre company coming uh, 26th of March, I think, to do a you know, younger children's theatre show. And that's Ali Ransom talking to Radio X's Lauren Armstrong. Well, that's all for Devon Review this week. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and we'll be back with another episode next Friday. Take care. Devon Review with Brad Hardware.